Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss five things that we feel like all offensive practices should include each and every day. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. If you caught last week's episode, we discussed the five things that all defensive practices should include, and this week we'll move over to the offensive side of the football. Again, with all the uncertainty in the upcoming season and each state having different rules, our uh, workouts have consisted of pods of 25 players for the last three weeks. On the offensive side of the ball, we have had one pod with all of our offensive linemen and have included from time to time a few of our H-backs and our tight ends so we can work on our blocking schemes. And the other pod has been mostly all of our skill players. Over these last three weeks, we've tried to look at things that we need to work on each and every day to make sure that our team gets the most out of the practice time. Now, we usually use a two-hour practice during the season, and right now we're allowed 90 minutes by the state. So today I will try to explain the five things that we feel like need to be done every day to make sure your offensive practice is most efficient and that you're getting the most out of it. Now, one of the things we like to include prior to practice, and this is really important during a game week too, would be what we consider to be our walkthrough period. Now, uh, we do this either at the beginning of practice on a Monday, try to do this about every day, or right after a special teams period. Uh, What we're trying to get out of this walkthrough is trying to you know, explain fronts, blitzes, coverages, uh, and any adjustments that we feel like the opponent might make to uh, any of our formations, our shifts, and our motions. Uh, during this walkthrough period, too, we will also, you know, add any special formations that we might have for that week, uh, go over a trick play, and we just feel like this is something that kind of gives our players a chance to, to go through these uh, plays that are going to be scripted throughout practice to ensure that any questions they have, we can answer those prior to uh, – getting into practice and the different settings that we use through the remainder of practice. Now, uh, we'll do this with our JV and our varsity. And uh, after we go through some of the things that we, the fronts and stuff that we're going to see, we'll try to use this as a, a perfect play period too, to try to see how many plays we can get in a certain amount of times, which helps us with our tempo uh, quite a bit too. Uh, one of the things I included, and I think most people probably do this during an individual group setting, but uh, you know, we want to talk about ball security. Uh, you know, our running backs, receivers, quarterbacks need to be included in this. This is usually when the offensive line is in a different group working on, uh, you know, steps, schemes, hand placement, or whatever it could be. It could be, uh, you know, working on a pass block since we're trying to work on a ball security, so protecting the quarterback. But there are a number of different things you can do during this period, you know, whether it's a gauntlet, uh, if you have a, you know, a blaster, or just a good old-fashioned, you know, uh, where you set up players on each side of it to run through and just try to get the ball out of their hands. But we want to make sure that we include this ball security part of practice and make sure that we're enforcing that with our players time and time again. You know, last week we talked about with our defense a little bit about our, our, our takeaway period, uh, which we use with those guys. And we want to make sure that on the offensive side of the ball that, that, that our players understand that ball security is a big thing too. Now, we also mentioned last week that you know, we'll go through and maybe set a goal for our defense on a Tuesday uh, to do to get four or five turnovers. 
these four or five turnovers can be any time during practice. You know, it could be uh, during a you know an inside run period or a perimeter run period, seven on seven or team. You know, any of those different things could be used during that time. But we just want to make sure that we're emphasizing ball security with our players. And any time we're you know going through drills, we talk about chinning the football, about being tight with your you know, your elbows and just making sure that our kids uh, understand how important that is to us. Um, indiv- individual periods, I think, are, you know, something that we all do. And uh, I think the, you know, the, the time varies from, from day to day and, uh, you know, times during the season when you're working on that. You know, right now when we're outside for 90 minutes with uh, just, for example, our offensive linemen, you know, we have a lot of different uh, individual drills we're doing. And some people call these everyday drills and, you know, I – I think that there are certain drills that you're going to spend time on, but you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing drills for a reason and not just doing drills. So this past week uh, we were working a lot on wide zone, so we're working a lot on aiming points and steps and things like that. So uh, during your individual period, I think you need to be as specific as possible with what you're doing. Now, you know, how you break your individual periods up could be different, you know, with an offensive side of the football. You know, obviously you're going to have to spend – some time with your offensive line. You're going to have to, you know, figure out whether you want to include your H-backs or tight ends if you have them, or if you want to include your H-backs and tight ends with your wide receivers, or you could do a, you know, a little bit of a mixture of both. Uh, you know, quarterbacks obviously are going to have to have to work on footwork and, uh, you know, release and doing those things, throwing the targets a lot during this individual period. Uh, and running backs are working again on ball security. We're working on uh, you know, uh, our steps and our tracks. And you can also, during your individual period, you know, bring together your your quarterbacks and your running backs and work on mesh, you know, work on play action. One of the things we like to do is bring those guys together and work on, uh, you know, blitz recognition so that they both know they're on the same page and, you know, what their reads are and just making sure that, uh, you know, the quarterback and the, the running back are on the same, you know, wavelength as soon as the, the blitzer comes so that we can just be uh, – you know, prepared for that. I think that's a big, big thing. Uh, the fourth thing I want to talk about is uh, your group periods. Now, you know, a lot of people break up uh, their group periods uh, differently. I'm just going to give you some ideas about, you know, what we do uh, with our group periods. Uh, and obviously, we don't get to do these every single day, but I'm going to give you, you know, as many as I can so that you can, uh, you know, incorporate these into your practice period whenever you want to do it. Uh, sometimes I think people worry about how monotonous practice gets, but, uh, you know, it's just like anything else. You know, if you're, if you're uh, you know, coaching football, you're going to work on certain things. If you're coaching baseball, you're going to work on certain things, and it just goes without saying. So uh, some of the group periods we have um, at practice on a weekly basis are, you know, routes on air. And during this time, we're just working on, obviously, quarterback and receiver timing and, uh, you know, just trying to make sure that those guys are as comfortable as they can be with each other. Uh, we will get a group period together with O-line and D-line, work on pass protection and pass rush. So I think that's a, an important part of it. Uh, we'll also bring our offensive and defensive linemen together and uh, work on run fits for our defense, but also work on, you know, communication and blocking. This period This period is not generally a, you know, uh, 100% full period, but we're trying to get something out of it for both of it. Uh, just like most teams, you know, we're going to have an inside run period uh, that inside run period, uh, you know, can be uh, us just working on stuff for us or it can be, you know, us servicing the defense. But during the, the offensive portion of it, we're going to talk about, you know, 
our runs versus their stunts versus their fronts and trying to figure those things out. Uh, one of the things we started including uh, the past couple years is a perimeter run and pass period now. You know, this is, uh, we were going to try to work on blocking. We're going to try to work on, you know, bubble screens. Any type of uh, of outside run that we may have could be, you know, speed option or wide zone, anything like that, just to to give the, uh, you know, the receivers a chance to block in space and block one-on-one, uh, -on -one also to communicate about, you know, whether they uh, need to, you know, cross-block anything or make any adjustments to double-team anybody. But uh, the, that perimeter period gives us a chance to, uh, you know, play that as live as possible, uh, still in a kind of a controlled setting. Um, one of the things we spend, you know, time doing is seven-on-seven, seven, and I think a lot of people do this. And, you know, you can, you can do this in a number of different settings, but, you know, we talk to our kids about, you know, we're going we're gonna to do regular down and distance. Uh, you can go short yardage, goal line. Uh, and make sure to work on those things, you know, at specific times during the week. We, again, you know, I can't tell you how important it is to um, make sure that your players understand, uh, you know, how you're going to attack certain things and how you're going to attack certain coverages. And, you know, your first third and one play, your players should know that. Your first, you know, goal line play, your players should know those things because you should have practiced them. But, uh, you know, we are also making sure that at least once a week, uh, we work on man coverage. Now, we want our players to understand that, you know, obviously if a, a team that you see on video, you know, plays a lot of zone coverage, anybody can change anything throughout the week. So we want to make sure that our, our players, one of the easiest adjustments in the, the way people try to take things away from us is to, you know, load the box and just play man coverage. So we want to have a couple of different things that we can go through uh to make sure that our players understand how we're going to try to attack man coverage. And we do this each week. And uh, what we're doing right now during the summer is trying to build a couple of routes that we feel really comfortable with against uh, man coverage and explain to our players why we're going to run these against man coverage. And I think that that is important to them and it helps give them confidence and helps build our quarterback's confidence so that he knows, you know, exactly what we're going to do when we start to see those man periods. So, you know, there's a lot of different group periods you can work through, but those are just a couple that uh, wanted to give you some ideas about kind of how we use group. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is team period. Now, you know, obviously team period is something that, you know, depending on where you're at, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time with team. Uh, you know, they might have three or four different team setting periods during practice. Uh, some people may go to team at the end. You know, we have varied this and moved this around as much as possible. You know, we've We've done everything from starting practice off with a, you know, a, a first and ten from the ten yard line goal line period, just to kind of get practice going. Uh, this can be a, obviously a scripted period where you know your your uh, OC is just going through the script and trying to make sure that everything's right. And I think this probably would be a, a better time to do that during the beginning of the week. Uh, you know, you can go third down, and you know you can. Uh, make it a little a little competitive and, uh, you know, put some incentive on there for your offense and your defense and just mix in your different third downs. You can also work off a script on that, or you can just kind of work off the, you know, let your OC call the plays off the cuff. Uh, like I said before, goal, goal line short yardage or a mixture of those plays I think are good to have. And, uh, you know, each, each week we make sure that we have uh, a team period, which is we just call play the game. And this is simply where, 
you know, your OC and your DC can kind of practice the game. And all I will do before every play in this team setting is just give a down and distance. Uh, this lets the the offensive coordinator get, you know, very uh, acquainted with their, their call sheet. Obviously lets your defensive coordinator work on some of their calls and their stop calls and things that they're trying to do. Um, and this just helps prepare these guys for the game and gives our players the opportunity to practice the plays and situations that they're going to see uh, before the actual game is played. Like I told you before, I'm, you know, we want our players to understand on the first third and two, the first third and one, or whatever it might be, this is the play we're going to run. And uh, just to help them gain some confidence during this. You know, you can also work on your your team period uh, to use, you know, tempo and conditioning. One of the things that we've done that we started doing with our kids earlier in the summer is uh, I've done this with the offensive linemen quite a few times already is I set up, a uh, you know, one front on like the 30-yard line going in and another front on the, you know, 40-yard line on the opposite side of, of the field. And we set up a 3-4 on one side, uh, you know, 4-2-5, four, four down front on the opposite side. And we just go from side to side calling plays as fast as we can, uh, you know, making sure these the players are communicating. This gives our kids the ability to, you know, apply whatever rules they have, uh, blocking rules to communicate with each other. Uh, but it also gives them a chance to, uh, you know, to get in shape. And uh, this is one of the things that we've done this year that we added that we really like, and we're going to incorporate that into our uh, practice week. Plus, it also gives your – you know, your, your, your offense and your offensive alignment in this standpoint, you know, this particular example, a chance to practice against multiple fronts. You know, the same thing could happen. You know, uh, I remember my first year coaching, you know, we prepared for a certain front in the first five games and then came out in the first five games and saw a different front every week. So this gives you a way to go, you know, if you feel like you're going to play a team that's a 4-2-5, then – uh, you get into the game and they're in a 3-4 and slanting and angling or whatever, this gives your guys uh, a little bit of confidence to make sure that they've, you know, they've gone through this. And, uh, you know, some teams will, will try to make wholesale changes. And, uh, you know, this just helps your your kids, I think, be more prepared when this happens. Uh, you know, one of the things I didn't talk about during this thing is conditioning. Now, um, you know, depending on the situation you're in, we are very fortunate to have a lot of players on our team who play on one side of the ball. Uh, we try to keep our practice, you know, at a quick tempo to help the players what we would consider play themselves into shape instead of just, uh, you know, running kids into shape. And I know that each person is a little bit differently uh, or different in terms of, uh, you know, the makeup of their team, how many kids they have, how many kids they have going both ways. You know, a lot of that is, uh, uh, you know, based on the situation we're in. What we do in terms of conditioning is, uh, you know, I, we, we, I tell our kids – on offense, you know, at the end of a play, you're either you're 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 doing one of three things. You're either chasing somebody, you've got a hand on somebody to block them, or you know, doing whatever needs to be done during that time, or you're kind of watching. And uh, you know, obviously, two of those are acceptable, and one of those is not. So we'll you know try to hammer that home as much as we can uh, during film, during all of our sessions too. Uh, you know, we uh, make sure that we end everything on a whistle, and we talk to our kids about blocking through the echo of the whistle and you know, trying to, uh, you know, maintain integrity within the rules of the game, but also we don't want guys standing around watching. So uh, we help that out. At the end of practice, uh, what we do is, uh, and what we've been doing for the past couple uh, of weeks, and we carried this over from last year too, is, you know, we'll just line up and, and run a couple of very short sprints. These could be, uh, 
you know, two 10-yard sprints or two 20s and a 10 or, uh, you know, as long – I think we went as long as a 30 last year, and that's about it. But basically what we're doing is we're making sure that, you know, number one, the players are disciplined. They're staying behind the line, and we hold each other accountable. The, you know, the player is supposed to look at the guy beside him and make sure that he's behind the line. Uh, that's just a – you know, we talk to our kids about – if you're over the line, you're off sides. Uh, just, you know, being disciplined and also uh, running through the line. I think this is more of what you would consider to be a, a mental period than anything. You know, we've done this a couple times this summer and have had some success with our kids, uh, you know, holding each other accountable, calling each other out during this period of time. And, and you know, if we're running a 10-yard sprint, most of the time we're getting probably a, a 15 to an 18-yard sprint from our kids because they want to make sure that they're finishing through that line. So, again, I think that's more of a, a mental part of that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any ideas or questions about what you would like to hear, please uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can get us on Twitter, and that's at FBCoachesCorner, or email us at FBCoachesCorner at gmail.com. I'd like to invite you to visit our website, which is www.FootballCoachesCorner.com, for more information, which includes all of our free downloads and all of our previous podcasts. We also have some information on there about some video scout checklists, some game planning templates. All of those things are available uh, on our website. If this is your first time listening, please hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. This helps to move our podcast up the rankings. And uh, feel free to share our podcast with anybody that you feel like would enjoy this or learn anything from this. If you have any topics that you would like for us to cover in the future, uh, folks, again, just hit us up on Twitter, uh, email us, and we'd be glad to get with those topics. If uh, if you're a person who uh, enjoys football and would like to be on our podcast, just let us know. Uh, you know, we we want to cover as much as we can. We want our uh, website to be a place uh, where football coaches can collaborate. And uh, if you have any interest in any of those things, uh, just reach out to us. Uh, we're really easy to get up with, and we'll get back with you soon. Uh, thanks again for listening, and until next time, coaches, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.